Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Hi guys, welcome to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. Here with me today, as always, is Dreadful Dan. Hi Dan. Hey, how you doing? I'm good and how are you? Yeah, good. And uh, hello to all the, uh, the the twerk people out there. We're broadcasting live on, on on this exciting new platform. Yes, the exciting new platform known as Twerk, Twitch. Um, and yes, and so there'll be people um, watching this live. You can watch live if you're listening uh, to this on a podcast, as we normally do. Um, I'm doing it on my Legasic channel, which is twitch.tv slash Legasic, L-E-G-A-S-S-I-Q-U-E. So uh, go over there and you can uh, watch, you can w- listen to it again, but watch us actually moving our faces and our mouths. Jesus. nice. And th- and Dan is really big in the video. <laughs> For some reason, his face is massive. And we it kept it that way. It's like love a goldfish it. to fill its space. Yeah, exactly. It's the best. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, today's minisode, we're just going to be discussing stuff that we've been watching or listening to or doing whatever. So Dan, what have, what have you been up to? I've been up to quite a lot. So obviously last week we did the episode on um, Fantastic Planet, Rene Lalou. Mm. And um, yeah, obviously I watched a few of his other short films and that, and I've, I've carried on basically. I'm on a Lalou. Oh, really? Kick. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I watched just a couple more of his short films. So they're only like 10 minutes long each. Highly recommend them. Um, First one was uh, The Captive uh, or La La Prisonnaire. 
right. which was another one of these like late 80s one. I think it's 1988. Okay. Um, really, really super surreal. Um, like super simple plot. Kind of just seems to be about um, like an oppressive kind of totalitarian um, society. Mm. Basically, these two children um, go go there, go to this city. They're, they're like escaping from some kind of war, um, and everything there is silent. And they all think that silence is like the most important thing in society. Right. Um, and and I, I don't I don't want to say too much because you might actually watch this, right? Mm. Yeah, if, well, if you but, think it's good, but some like it's so short, you might as well watch it. But then yep. this like. Some, <laughs> Basically, this like dead whale turns up, mm. and they bring it into turns the city. It's just turned, it's literally like it's, this film's so short. Just stuff happens with very little like ex- explanation or need for any kind of like you know narrative justification. It's right. all emblematic. Um, yeah, suddenly it's like dead whales there, and they bring it into the city, kind of like the uh, like the horse of Troy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And then it kind of, you know, plays out to the uh, resolution of the film. I won't say what happens. But yeah, it's interesting. And I kind of want to watch now. He did one other feature film around this time. And everyone's been talking about this guy, Mobius. So I'm just sort of like now getting into some of this French animation of the era. And I didn't realise. The the bald guy who did the No, Roland. Roland Topor has been like given the heave ho. Right. And he's working with like, like some sort of like new wave of French animators, but apparently, like that Fantastic Planet inspired then in the eighties the development of a particular style in like mm-hmm. French graphic novels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like some magazine I can't remember the name, but its American equivalent became Heavy Metal. Yeah, which we all know enough. Uh, yeah, and then they did that Heavy Metal film. Yeah, which is like that cult. So that animation style is kind of what's really prevalent in this like, animated short that I saw. Didn't that guy die recently? The artist who did heavy metal stuff. What did you say um, his name was? Was this someone different? M- Mobius, which I oh, assume Mobius. is a pseudonym. Uh, yeah, someone died <laughs> who was attached uh-huh. to that, like literally like last week. Oh, um, shit, really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I've got it wrong. Someone probably know. But um, yeah, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, so I just found that quite interesting, starting to make these little connections, you know, with other things that I have some <laughs> slight handle on. But it made me mm. think, oh, it might be worth watching Heavy Metal. I think I've watched it once when I was a teenager. Yeah, same. I don't remember anything about it. I get it now confused with the South Park episode where they did a spoof of it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's really good. You should watch that. it. It's, the premise is that people are like inhaling cat piss to get high. But each time, and like Kenny goes off on one to like inhale this cat piss, and he just gets transported into like the heavy metal world, and it's all that old school animation, but and it's him in the middle of it, and there's all these like women with like big boobs and all this stuff, and this like Conan the Barbarian kind of post-apocalyptic weird future thing, um, <laughs> and it's really funny. And then he's like, and it cuts back to like reality, and he's like in his pants, just like rolling around outside or something on the floor. <laughs> He's just high. Um, and yeah, and Carl's dad, um, Ger- Gerald or whatever, um, is in on it as well. And they meet each other in like the same hallucination and all this stuff. It's quite funny. But it's, it's based upon that animation style. It's good. Should, yeah, seek it out. 
That sounds like a good double bill. Watch it. Yeah, do heavy metal in South Park. Yeah, it's really good. They they really like pay like a decent homage to it. Um, yeah, that's cool. And I watched his um, one of his earliest films as well. Yeah, um, the monkey's teeth, Le Dent du Singe. Right. Um, no, don't know. This was I know the monkey's he was poor. Yeah, monkey. <laughs> the monkey's curse, Monkey Island. Mm, yes. This is a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. This was what one. Was he was working in a um, what's it called? Like a, a, a clinic, like a mental um, clinic, right? And it was one of the first of its kind in the world. This idea that you treat people more like they're in a sanatorium, you know. Okay. So there's no locked doors. It's this nice big like castle in the uh, countryside. Mm. And people are there, and they're being encouraged to, um, you know, mix and kind of explore their problems with each other, and kind of just um, like find fulfilment through that. Mm-hmm. Is this all uh, pre-Fantastic Planet? No, it's, it's, oh, so this last, is afterwards. You're saying you were saying actually, wasn't it? Sorry, the captive was eighty-eight. So anyway, so this one, this is very early. He was so he was working there. Um, doing workshops with right. the um, with the with the patients, um, and he was doing he did some like shadow puppetry stuff with them, and they made a very early kind of like film of shadow puppetry, mm-hmm. and then this was the next thing they did, and they literally kind of like got together, and it, I thought this was so cool, like all the people got like a different character, right, and then over the coming weeks they like explored their different characters. And like basically cobbled together the narrative of a story, mm. um, and then he basically like got them to animate it. Okay, and and he's using the same like that paper. You can see like the evolution. He's gone from shadow puppets to like that that style of animation where it's like cut out and mm. it's stop motion, mm. and you can see that that's then evolved into the style of um, Fantastic Planet, right. But um, it was really cool. It was like a, it was almost like a children's story. You know, things happen that don't like have any um, causality. It's like total surrealism. It's like, oh, you know, this <laughs> someone goes to the dentist and the dentist's evil and he's selling pe- selling teeth to rich clients. So he pulls all this guy's teeth out, <laughs> and then he's having this dream and he's like dreaming about his wedding day and he's picturing all the guests at the table. And you just see these like pliers coming down and plucking them all from the table. Um, and then basically the dentist just like dumps his body out in the desert, like away from the, the town. But a, uh, a a happy, friendly monkey on a bicycle happens to be cycling past <laughs> and like witnesses this. And he kind of becomes the man's like guardian angel. Right. And then basically, yeah, there's all this stuff going on and, like the animation style is really cool. It's really um, like primitive. It reminded me of like some West African art. Um, mm. But uh, I mean, the thing is like there's underlying issues. Like when you kind of know, oh, it's the work of these uh, like mental patients. You can see it's like there's anxiety about like medical professionals, mm. and there's a lot of like anxiety about uh, people with um, positions of authority and, and like concern about being lonely or ugly. And, you know, losing your teeth is like a classic kind of like Freudian thing anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was interesting, interesting, but like 
to kind of like detach yourself and watch it is actually quite visually like uh, stunning and kind of just fun little yeah. film. Again, it's only 10 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I haven't watched anything. <laughs> half, as, <laughs> half as cultured as that. I guess, um, yeah, from, from my side, I watched, and you'll love this, um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I watched Back to the Future 1 and 2, back to back. Oh, lovely. What um, encouraged you to do that? Uh, we were wrapping uh, Christmas presents and my wife said, oh, should we just put Back to the Future on because it's here? I was like, yes. <laughs> Had you so left I, it there? Huh? Strategically placed it within. <laughs> no, she was just, she was no, she, no, she was um, searching on whatever Netflix or whatever it was on. No. Um, I thought, I thought like, it was a DVD. No, no, I do have it. I do. I've got them in like fucking 4K or something, sitting somewhere unopened. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. I forget like how it's got like the perfect pace. I won't speak too much about it because obviously everyone's seen it. But I forget like it's just like it's relentless, like from beginning to end. Um, both of them, one and two, yeah. and some of the jokes and stuff i think i appreciated a lot more being that bit older um and the way like as a kid like some of the stuff they're saying was ludicrous but you just saw it as part of the like i didn't realize it was as tongue-in-cheek as what it actually was if that makes sense in my head it was just part of the you know the zaniness of the the movie or something like that and then i was like stuff about like fucking his mom I mean, that stuff is like really like, I mean, like I remember at the time thinking this is weird, but it's weird at the time because it's even though like she doesn't know, he seems to be like, it's the fact I think he's so like scared of it and how like sexually like aggressive she is. But it's more that it's like, he's not just like, oh, whatever. He's like really like edgy and stuff about it. And um like when she puts her, when she like comes up and like she's got her boobs out or whatever um, in that in a little top thing, and he's like looking at it. It's like he's like feeling confused. Like he's like lusting over. Oh yeah, he's conflicted. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like that's something which I wasn't particularly. I thought at first it was just like oh it's yeah. calm and he's like stressing out. Rather than like I think he's like horny for her and he doesn't know what to do, <laughs> what to do about it. That's um, what I thought when I when I saw it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is weird. Like, and huh. then, yeah. And then the second film, I think, I, I didn't realise, yeah, how quickly, because to me, it was like, a, I always felt it was like a really long film, like a two and a half, three hour epic or something, but it's not. Like, it just moves so quickly from like, you've got the future scene, you've got the uh, present where it's like, you know, um, Donald Trump, Biff Tannen, and then yeah. you've got Back to the 50s. And for me, yeah. like, it felt like it was those, like, almost three long movies in one thing when it's, like, they're yeah. not, they, got, they happen really quick and there's just that element of... And there's, like, even stuff, like, again, with the jokes where they're, like, he's like, man, I feel like I was just here yesterday. It's like, you were here yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, just playing... You, know, you realise that's kind of, like, a nod to the audience, the fact that it's, yeah. um, you know, this is all happening, you know, back to back to back, as it were. Like, oh, so man, they really the nailed like all that. Two days. Like, yeah, really good. The detail of all that, right? They really obviously took a lot of care over that. Yeah. I so um, good. It was really good. So it's really good watching those back. What um, was your favourite? See, now, I always used to like two as a kid. And I think that's just because of the future stuff. 
and also maybe that's why yeah that's why i liked it <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it's all this cool stuff in the future right it's exciting. But also yeah and also i think all the end stuff when they're kind of filling in the blanks of what happened in the first film i thought was really cool but in retrospect watching it back that stuff is still good to see but i'm a bit like yeah like it doesn't like get me going basically as much as when i was younger <laughs> and the same with the future stuff it's like Oh, that's cool. But um, and one thing as well is uh, the, the Biff Tannen actor, I can't remember his name, like deserved a fucking like Oscar or something because each of his like characters are on the, in the different ages as well, like are just great. He just plays it like so fucking well. Um, and yeah, looking has- at it with like fresh eyes, it's really good. But the first one I think is still, I think it's probably my favourite. It's probably the best one. And also I think it kind of harkens back to like this Americana like when times were, you know, when America was great <laughs> yeah, and racist and all of that. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the first one is probably my favourite. I've never seen him in anything else, that actor. Hey. Biff Tannen Fox. guy. Oh, Biff Tannen guy. He was in a couple of bits, um, kind of comedy flops, basically. And he didn't do much. He's got that famous song which went viral on YouTube, which is like he does his little stand-up routine. Um, and he does a song at the end of it, which is basically him answering all the questions that you'll have about Back to the Future. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I haven't seen good. that. No, it's funny. You should check it out. It's like, you know, what was Michael J. Fox like? He was nice. <laughs> Chris McGlover, he was weird or whatever, but he's singing it like a country song um and it's, it's quite funny but it's good because it's all the kind of questions which you think he must hear that like, he must have heard anyone ever wants times. to talk about it yeah, yeah. hundreds yeah million um <laughs> so that was good there's something else i was gonna say uh crispin glover i forget is also um really fucking good at, at, at it in it as well it's a shame he went weird so i actually went you know that set where it's like the town square and stuff <clears throat> i went yeah. there because i did a um, shoot <clears throat> for a whiskers <gasps> advert on the universal lot in yeah. LA and um which was cool and me and the director this guy called Jamie um we basically spent a day basically fucking about on the universal lot and you, we did the tour so you do the official tour which is like they just drive you through it here's where this happened here's where blah 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 and all this stuff and then because we were actually filming there we had our passes and we were like well, let's just get in a car and just drive around and see what's going on um and so we did. So we were able to like go through the Back to the Future set. It wasn't being used. Um, obviously, it's not the set. It's just a town square that's been used for like a million other movies. Yeah. Um, and that was how big uh, is it? That's really cool. It's not it's when not you say, big. but when you say you drove around like the whole well, Universal lot. Universal yeah. lot is pretty big. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't remember it being massive. Like I don't remember it being like this is crazy big or anything, but it's pretty substantial. It's what you think for a, a movie lot, I oh, guess. Cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, Cause me and him are big back to the future fans anyway. So that was pretty sweet. Just sitting there jacking each other off thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to watch back to the future three over Christmas. Yeah, probably. Even though, <laughs> the, cause obviously it comes up with that little teaser at the end of two. Yeah. And I was looking at it and it's like, Ugh. But do you remember that bit um, uh, with the little boy at the end of three? You can see that on YouTube as well. So there's a bit, you know, where he's got his kids and he's on the train. No, I can't remember that. Okay, Dot Brown, right at the end of the movie, Dot Brown visits and he's turned a train into a time machine. 
yeah he's like, here's my wife and here's my two kids oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah vernon and blah 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 whatever and oh, if yeah. you look there's a bit where like the camera's panning in right to like uh-huh. doc and the kids and he's talking to michael j fox and the little kid goes can you see this he goes he does his finger like this and then he points at his dick like this taps it and it's in the film and everyone's <laughs> like what the fuck is this creepy little kid doing this for and apparently what it was afterwards is they think that he was telling the camera camera the director whoever that he needed the toilet but it's in the film so you can see him just go just tap his dick it's really fucking weird um yeah you've got to like look out for it it's all this stuff there's all this gold gold out there down on back to the future Uh, i was gonna say people people need to start coming listening to the show just for this uh film trivia yeah i mean i'm full of shit like this gold (laughs) <laughs> like, there was um I, I really want to see like for instance like eric stoltz footage because they, remember they went like a week or two into filming and then started it all again because <laughs> um as uh, zemeckis and spielberg or whatever were just like yeah eric stoltz isn't working so I, yeah, can we get michael that. j fox back and they worked it around michael j fox and he came i think he did it as well as shooting his tv show which was the you know whatever the family affairs or whatever the fuck it was called. yeah um and good move, yeah. good move by Michael. Yeah, really good move. Um, and well deserved. He's brilliant in that role. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah, he is great. Almost as good as in that Pepsi advert. What Pepsi advert? I always remember that. That was like so exciting. <laughs> that's so for me. That's like so iconic of that period. I remember it. He was like in one of those. It's the taste of the new generation. And he's like, he's running around and he, it's really hot and he's got to get the Pepsi and put it on his face. As Michael J. Fox, or is it that he was, a, this is for him doing a commercial just as an out of work actor kind of thing? Or, uh, uh, as Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Right, okay. But he's he's like a Marty McFly type looking character. Yeah. I, I mean, it's weird that he's like supposed to be all like sexy. It's like he literally is a man child. He <laughs> looks weird. Um, he's cool though, isn't he? He is cool. Yeah, is he cool? Like in that film, he's really cool. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. Okay. He's got that light. Cool Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
pluckiness. You know? Yeah. And fuckiness. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, Any that's, other uh, TV no. or film? No, don't think so. What a, what a boring life I lead. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't done... I'm trying to think. There must be something else, but there really isn't. So... Well, strap yourself in because I've got some more stuff for you. Go on, hit me. X-Files. Thank you. Yep, we're at that point in the agenda. (laughs) Um, What's been up then? Well, I've hit mid-season. Right. Season six. uh, The two-part episode, uh, Two Fathers and One Son. Mm. So this was, this was it. This was finally the payoff to all that stuff. When I was so excited about the X-Files when I was a kid, you know, and I'd stopped watching by this point. So I never... Is this the same as Two Girls, One Cup? (laughs) (laughs) But just some weird, like, incest. Infinitely sexier. Right, okay. Infinitely sexier. This is the payoff to the whole mythology and the conspiracy and everything. Okay. And it happens slap bang in the middle of the season. What happens? I don't remember any of this. They explain, like, explicitly what's been happening, the project, William Mulder's role in the project, the, it's in like the cigarette smoking episode. man. Like it's just no, pure, it's not a flashback. It, oh, okay. It's like, this is happening now. Um, the... What's happened? Um, the The... Alien Takeover is going to commence because they've successfully made a uh, alien-human hybrid. Right. So it's like it's going to happen now. And He's still, um... cigarette smoking man explains everything to Mulder and everything about his dad, and he reveal you know and to reveal he's like Spender's father and all everything. Um. But it all goes wrong because they go to the um, <laughs> they go to the place where their men are like liaise with the aliens mm. but instead the alien rebels come and just burn all of the syndicate i remember this is this in a big warehouse i think i've said yeah. this a few times yeah the big warehouse thing and they're all kind of standing with these like head honchos that we've seen before yeah and they're like fuck this isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong um oh, of course it's two fathers because actually Mulder's dad is the cigarette smoking man isn't it spoilers that's been hinted at loads but it hasn't been explicitly stated yet Okay. I think, I think it does the two, get... The two fathers are later. William Mulder and um, Cigarette Smoking Man as is Spender's dad. Yes. But also, it's, it's really cool, actually. Crychek's got a role in these. Mm. And there's a, there's a scene that's cut out, but I watched it on the extras, where he's really playing up, like, oh, I want to take over, like, following your footset, footsteps, and you're, you're a great man. So it's actually kind of like, oh, there's these three kind of like son figures in his life. Mm. There's Spender, who he's, he's trying to hand the project over to, but who's like really inexperienced and wishy-washy. And then there's Crycheck, And then in the middle, there's probably like the perfect Fox Mulder. And that's why mm. at the end, he, he explains everything. And he's like, here's the address, go here. And you won't die, basically. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just like really exciting, and it was like the payoff to the first kind of like five years of that arc stuff. And it was I think pretty it good, needed really. it by that point, right? Well, well, yeah. I mean, I'd stopped watching, so 
<laughs> when I first saw this a couple of years ago, I was like, oh my God, that was incredible. Blew my mind. So yeah, I don't know what's nice. going to happen now, but I'm going to stick with it. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else uh, on, on your notes, agendas? I um, have been reviewing my best albums of 2020. Ooh, I haven't. Are even you doing that? Bothered. Uh, no, I need to. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was just like, I just haven't listened. I, did, I was like this last year, though. I was like, I haven't listened to enough to warrant it. So I need to kind of hide myself away for a little bit and just see what was released this year, and just kind of go on a bit of a dig around. Did you yeah. listen to Atlas Vending? I mean, I don't know. If that'll Still be to come. Right. Still to come. Still on the list. I listened to. Well, I've been starting to listen to some. Yeah. Bits and bobs that I hadn't heard, but um, I was specifically listening to Dan Deacon, Mystic Familiar. Mm-hmm. Did a little uh, YouTube video on Dreadful Dan's discs and on, on my uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that came out like in January. Really cool. And coming off the back of like Mort, Mort Garson stuff, it's another, it feels like Mort Garson inspired analog synth, moogie, euphoric indie pop record. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. That's definitely in my top 10. Wow. Um, and then other the other like music event of my week was the Joyful Noise Holiday Special. So Joyful Noise, indie pop uh, record label from the States. Okay. And they've got a ton of artists that I really like. And every year they do like a Christmas special, I think like a live show. Um, so this year they did it as a uh, internet thing. And encourage people to like watch it live and make donations to something. <laughs> I can't remember what. Yeah. Um, but everyone was doing either covers or like original new Christmassy type songs. Um, so there was Danielson, Deerhoof, Lou Barlow, Dale right. Crover, um, Jad Fair, loads of these like, yeah, indie rock and pop artists that I like. Mm. So. That was really cool. What's good is like some of the recordings were quite were quite good, like the songs. But everyone's obviously been told, like, can you make a music video and we'll, we'll like put it together for this like hour long special. Yeah. So some of the videos were hilariously lo fi. That's good. Like, that's really, really bad. Necessarily. Oh, bad. Okay. Right. Right. But but in an entertaining way, like someone had done a cover of Frozen by Madonna, right? And it was really good. But it was you really had to close your eyes and listen to it to like concentrate on how good it was because the video was like they'd done it on their phone and they'd use some kind of like face swap app so they'd actually taken madonna's frozen video and then like slapped their face on madonna's face (laughs) and it still had the watermark from where they're obviously using like the free version (laughs) (laughs) so it's all part of the uh the aesthetic i think why not crop it out at least i think it's i think it's kind of like a decision they've made to like leave it in so it just looks really shitty well, funny enough, it was that time, if you remember, I was in a band called The Changelings. I and do. we would cover um, beautiful, not beautiful people. Beautiful Stranger. Beautiful Stranger, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was yeah. Not that basically, era, of course. No, but, but it was basically <laughs> um, me screaming pretty much the entire lyrics and trying to turn it into like some weird Pixies-esque <laughs> song. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm glad you remember that. That was... Um, yeah. When I think about it, like the amount of songs we used to cover back in the day, 
sometimes I'm like when I'm driving with Tess, I was like, this is one of the first songs um, uh, I ever covered in my band. She's like, you say that about <laughs> every single fucking song that we listen to. So yeah, I do think uh, we did cover quite a lot <laughs> in, those, in those early days, as you do being a, you know, in a band at that age. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah I mean it was really good and my favorite song was Dale Crover doing Christmas Time is Here um it was really really weird but really really pleasant Mm. and he's got this weird mask on I think he's had his actual face the lower half of his face printed onto a mask right it sounds like an evening with you (laughs) yeah I did think as soon as I saw it, I thought, it really "Oh my god, is. I've got to do that." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it put me. I wasn't ready for Christmas. I hadn't been thinking about Christmas, but I watched that, and it's put me in a bit more of a seasonal mood. So oh, nice. I recommend it. It's on YouTube. You can go and watch it. Joyful noise holiday special twenty twenty. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, anything else for this week, Dan? No, that was it. Um, obviously been spinning uh, Jesus Lizard in preparation for the weekend's episode. Yeah, so we will be discussing the Jesus Lizard. I forgot what the name of the EP is. Pure? Pure. Pure. Um, and uh, yeah, and we'll be uh, running through that track by track and giving our thoughts and opinions. Dan is a big fan. I am very, well, I'm not very, as in like I only know a couple of Jesus Lizard tracks really. Um so relatively yeah. new. Um, so yeah, it'll be good. It's kind of interesting. It. Yeah. So we are going to go and do that now and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.